You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, the day after we did our show with Scott and Suzanne Ramsey, I got my copy of the Aztec Incident, Recovery at Heart Canyon, and then, what, a few days later when you got home, Chris, you got your copy. Yeah, I did. I, uh, unfortunately, uh, I haven't had a chance to look at mine yet, but I can't wait. I think one of the considerations here is that after all these years, what actually happened at Heart Canyon, and does this book, as they say, solve the case or just create the case for the prosecution, opening up a big can of worms or room for more investigation? I don't know. I think they did a good job presenting many years of work and research that they've done. Um, There are still some questions, I think, open in my mind. But it is a very intriguing scenario, and there there is, I think, enough smoking gun-style evidence to warrant the amount of time and attention that the Ramseys have put in on it. I think the jury is still out until I read the book and really dive into the minutiae, but... I thought uh, I thought Scott and Suzanne did a very good job uh, presenting the information. I, I actually, um, I you know, hats off to them. I think they they really uh, presented it well. Well, certainly they're dedicated, and they're not looking for glory. They're not looking for money because, according to Scott, he spent about a half million dollars investigating the Aztec case over a period of twenty five years. Half a million dollars. He's published a book which he sells for twenty five dollars. He printed about a thousand copies of it. And assuming the book cost him like 8 or $10 a copy plus shipping, if he gets 12 or $15 a copy, he's lucky. So you're spending half a million dollars. You're getting a return on your investment of twelve dollars to $15,000. That, to me, shows dedication and sincerity. He's not looking for glory. You really have to hand it to them. I, you know, again, hats off to all that uh, hard work and years of dedication. And I think it'll be interesting to see how the ufological community reacts to uh to this uh again i i was pleasantly surprised at the amount of really hard-nosed investigation and research they've done it's certainly one of the things we have to bear in mind when we look at the aztec case is that's had a checkered history first in 1950 we have the book behind the flying saucers from frank scully and two of his principal sources are supposedly charged with trying to defraud someone of course nowadays that's a badge of honor you know, these days, of course, if you run a multinational bank and maybe you lose 3 or $4 billion, nobody cares. Nobody takes you less seriously. In those days, days <laughs> you're not cynical. Cynical? No, cynical is my middle name. But let's look seriously at this case here. Now, among the skeptics is none other than our old friend Kevin Randall, who's a well-known UFO investigator, studied the Roswell case for many years. And he sent me a copy of a letter that he wrote to Scott Ramsey. And it's a letter he says, you know, it's not a secret that he wrote the letter. He remains unconvinced. He thinks they did a very good job, but he's not convinced anything happened there. And we have to look, though, that Scott and Suzanne said they talked to someone who saw a UFO around that time, sure, someone near the end of his life. They talked to supposed eyewitnesses of the landing site. And this is where things can get murky because... Obviously, if someone's trying to remember something that happened six or seven decades earlier, some of the key details may have gotten screwed up. Think, for example, that maybe we were testing a saucer-shaped aircraft in the late 40s, and it crashed or made a soft landing. Whatever happened, 
well, people being infused with decades of UFO lore might inflate the size of the craft from maybe 20 or 25 feet to 100 feet. You never know. That's one possibility. What do you think? Yeah, obviously, with the amount of water under the bridge, that is always a possibility. But the one thing that I found a little strange was the story of the priest that stumbled on the site and was asked to give last rites or blessings to aliens. Uh, I was kind of scratching my head when I heard that and not quite sure what to make of it. How about you, Gene? Well, that kind of stuff is what makes this case so difficult to dismiss. You can't dismiss it completely because what do these people see? What did they see? Did they make up the story, all these separate people, about a possible crashed aircraft in Aztec, New Mexico in March of 1948? Did they make that up? We can understand if the only evidence for this case consisted of the Frank Scully book. But as soon as you move beyond that book and look at the independent confirmation, you have to think, well, something happened there. We don't know if the remembrances are correct. Certainly you have that cement slab that's over there that may have been used as part of the operation to move this flying saucer. Now, what bothers me are the theories about how they would disassemble this craft. You know, I understand if we're dealing with 20th century technology, that's one thing. You know, maybe a test aircraft. But imagine a flying saucer, 100 feet in diameter, coming here from another star system, a mothership, whatever, and do you think that we have the technology to disassemble that thing? That's what doesn't make sense. I can't get a handle on that. That was the other uh, part of the whole thing that really didn't quite add up. I, I liked my idea, though, that they brought in a giant blowtorch and just cut it in half or cut it in thirds. <laughs> sure, a giant blowtorch, but then how's that going to work on some highly advanced spaceship using advanced metallurgy? Right, it wouldn't have worked on the Roswell debris, right? Yeah, how did they get that? Well, that, of course, was a crash where everything flew apart. And you have to wonder also, some of this doesn't make a lot of sense, if the craft had a tiny porthole, okay, tiny hull breach or a tiny hole in the porthole of the ship, would that cause such an effect that it would cause the passengers or pilots to burn to a crisp? What about the controls? What about the rest of the ship? Why were they burned? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, there, there are a lot of things that don't add up. And, and, you know, unfortunately, I just got back from quite an exciting trip and was gone, you know, for the past four days. I haven't had a chance to really look at the book, but maybe we should revisit this at some point and come up with a list of hard-hitting questions to, uh, to, to put to the Ramses and see how they respond to them. And possibly maybe we should also consider inviting Kevin Randall on the show because he is a disbeliever in the Aztec case. And perhaps if he debates with the Ramses, they can go over the key issues of disagreement and see where we go. The problem is, though, when we're talking about something that happened so long ago, and this goes back to even the Roswell case, it may never be solved. It may be one of those tantalizing mysteries that almost proves something but doesn't. We can almost count on that. <laughs> In any case, that's it. The book is called The Aztec Incident, Recovery at Heart Canyon. Buy a copy of the book and see for yourself what you think. Maybe some of our readers can have some insights. Maybe if you know about construction, if you know about that part of the country, you might have some what of a handle as to what might have gone on. 
But this week, we're going to talk about something totally different. And some of our listeners say, you know what? We talk about UFOs too often. And maybe we should cover other subjects. And, of course, very recently, we had the executive producer of the My Ghost Story TV show for Biography Channel. And today, we're going to bring on Jeff Stewart of a group called Pine, which is the Paranormal Investigators of New England. And they've been around since 2004, eight years. And they have amassed a lot of interesting information. And they have an extensive investigatory toolkit to use to check out ghost stories. And it's a very impressive toolkit. I think... I love toys. Well, they have a lot of toys to play with. It looks like these guys are really serious about this kind of research. And maybe with people like this and their organizations around the country, around the world, and engage in investigating cases about ghosts, maybe if we put all these people together, we'll figure out what's really going on. Is it dead people or what? And by the way, what they don't use, they don't use dowsing rods, they don't use ghost boxes, they don't use pendulums, and they certainly don't use a Ouija board. Let's take a few seconds to pull this off. If you want to get in touch with us, there are several ways. One is to write us, news at thepowercast.com. Once again, that's news at thepowercast.com. On Twitter, we are The Powercast. Jeff Stewart from Paranormal Investigators of New England. Coming up next on The Paracast. This is typical for many companies these days. Your colleagues work at home. Your colleagues are traveling for business. But you need to get everyone together for an important corporate meeting. Well, I have a solution for you, neighbors. Go to meeting with HD Faces. You see, this way your team can meet face-to-face while online, no matter where in the world they are, and it takes only seconds to set up. You see, GoToMeeting by Citrix allows you to collaborate on files and plans online. And with HD Faces, you just need a webcam to turn your online meetings into a group HD video conference. Of course, you need a computer with HD. We assume you have that. You want to see how easy GoToMeeting with HD Faces is? Well, my listeners can try it free for 30 days. Don't wait for this special offer. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST to get that free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting with HD Faces. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, Plantskid. 
PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid. Member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vol repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. And that voice, by the way, belongs to Bob Zanotti, who was one of our guests on Voices of the Past, He's been in the radio business for four or five hundred years, and when you listen to his voice, you know why. Today we welcome Jeff Stewart, Ghost Hunter, and he's part of an organization called Paranormal Investigators of New England. And we're going to talk about, first of all, his interest in the subject, about the equipment they use in their investigations, and how the organization got started. Jeff, welcome to the PowerCast. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So, Jeff, the big question we all want to know about our guests is how they got involved in the world of the paranormal, where's your introduction? Did you have a paranormal encounter? What started you on in this quest? Actually, um, a little different than most people in this field. I got interested in it because of a former guest of the Paracast by the gentleman by the name of Joe Citro, who's now a really good friend of mine. I was just a young kid, probably around 14, 15 years old, just looking for a book to read in the uh, library. And Sure enough, I found Green Mountain, Ghost Schools, and Unsolved Mysteries. And I'm like, hmm, okay, everyone loves ghost stories. And at the time, X-Files was in its first year season. So I was such a fan of that show. So I picked up the book and started reading, and I couldn't put it down. I had to beg the librarian to let me take this thing with me. Uh, and you know what? I, I still have it. And I know that's wrong. You really shouldn't take a book from a library and not return it. But I, I loved it. I really did. And I, you know, I literally just started becoming fascinated with these stories. So I just started taking off and 
poking around wherever I could get to at 14, 15 years of, uh, of age. You got interested in that particular connection. Is there anything in your professional life that involves investigating anything? Yes. Actually, I'm currently a bail enforcement agent. Uh, oh, you're one of who, them people. Yes. Yes, I am. I am a bounty hunter. <laughs> and that stems from me working briefly as a private investigator and security officer. So I, I kind of come from the law enforcement side of things. As a Again, around the same age, I, I don't I don't know why, but I got into being a police explorer for the Burlington Police Department here in Vermont, and that really opened up my eyes to law enforcement. So what I do now is really no different than what a private investigator does for insurance claims and things of that nature. Okay, so you're involved in the law enforcement game, and that helps certainly hone your investigative skills, but why focus on looking for ghosts? It's just a passion that I had. Like I said, I just became a, fee, a fan and, and just fascinated with the field of uh, the paranormal, whether it's ghosts, monsters, aliens, UFOs. I don't limit myself to just uh, ghosts and, and hauntings, even though that is most of what we investigate. But we, we get our shares of cryptids and UFOs out here in Vermont as well. Just just a fascination, Gene. But I also have to mention that I did witness what I consider an unidentified flying objects. They were uh, two uh, circular glow-ish, whitish objects high up above uh, Winooski's baseball field. Um, and I wasn't alone. I was with one of my uh, high school buddies. This is when I was about 15 or 16 or so. So I was already in the field poking around. Um, and I knew right away it was, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything that we would call terrestrial. Uh, it, it just, it was impossible. These two orb objects kind of hovered around a little bit and took off in different directions within, uh, I don't know, maybe a second. And the whole duration of the time was probably two minutes. And you say this was something that couldn't possibly be terrestrial or some kind of known craft. That is correct. At the time, I was also in a program called Civil Air Patrol, which uh, really helped me understand uh, aerospace education. So I pretty much had a good, uh, well, I should say a better knowledge of uh, aircraft and, and known aircraft that they use in the military, or at least the ones they want us to know that, that's out there. I know just in the previous week's episode, we were talking with Scott Ramsey about the Aztec UFO case, if it was a UFO case. And there we were talking about, you know, whether it was possibly some kind of test aircraft. So we understand that. But is that the only UFO that you ever saw? That is the only UFO that I saw. Personally. Well, that's ahead of me because I've seen none. <laughs> yeah, I, UFOs I, I don't like me. They have an objection. Apparently not. Yeah, I think they don't like arrogant <laughs> Jewish boys from Brooklyn, New York. But then we're going to have someone else who's an arrogant Jewish boy from Brooklyn, and he's going to say, you know, I've seen UFOs all the time. You know, I'm having tea with yep. E.T. tonight, you know. But me, never happens. It might just be you. It could be your deodorant. Is that what it is? I've got to change my deodorant. Maybe I can attract the proper kind of UFOs. <laughs> 
Okay, that's only funny for a second and a very brief second. Yeah. Thank you. But proceeding with your experiences, moving on to cryptids, to ghosts, ever see anything else unusual? No. No, I haven't. Um, I, I guess I'd have to say that I, I know a lot of people that have had experiences with uh, ghost in uh, poltergeist type activity and, and they're people I trust they're not just some random stranger on the street these are people that have no reason to lie to me that feel that they've experienced uh, ghost apparitions spirits whatever you may call them even demonic entities as well so uh, you know I, there, there's no reason to disbelieve them but you know what I believe is the possibilities are there. One thing about me that a lot of people don't understand is I come in from it as a private investigator, not someone who's looking to prove that ghosts and monsters and demons exist. I just, I, I guess I say I'm a lot like Joe Nichols in a way, the, the gentleman uh, from the choir of inquiry. I, I guess I'm more like, more like him than anything else. I'm just kind of on the thin line. You know, like Fox Mulder, I want to believe, but at the same time, you know, I am a rationalist. I have to be skeptical and objective. Uh, that's not to say that the whole group is that way. We're kind of uh, mix-matched of, of different opinions and views and people that have had experiences of their own that share with other people that haven't. Um, and first and foremost, we're really out there to help people um, with whatever problems they, they come with us at. Yeah, that's what I've noticed too out in the field. It's it's interesting that a, a large portion of your work is helping people that have experienced unusual things come to grips with it and put it into some sort of rational context. Um, I, it's almost like you're a paranormal shrink, for lack of a better term. <laughs> we do that too, believe it or not. We actually have uh, support groups here in Vermont that we kind of got started for uh, different uh, case scenarios, people that have experienced violent hauntings to demonic activity to possession. I mean, we, we try to get people to work together, to, to talk, to basically just no different than the AA meeting. Okay, like so this organization is the AA for those who have had a paranormal encounter. <laughs> Jeff Stewart joining us this week with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits.
American gardeners and fellow patriots make the right choice with your money, time, and your family food supply. Choose 100% pure heirloom seeds in the Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com. Why spend more? The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com is only $37.95 and includes 20 varieties of pure, hardy, easy-to-grow heirloom seeds. Yes, only $37.95. That's 70% less than our competitors. You could buy three Survival Seed Vaults for less than one of theirs. The Survival Seed Vault from MyPatriotSupply.com includes detailed planting and seed saving instructions and ships same day. Plus, all orders over $49 ship free. MyPatriotSupply.com is American owned by patriots like you. Passionate about freedom and preparedness. Call now, 866-229-0927. That's 866-229-0927. Or discover more emergency preparedness items when you order at MyPatriotSupply.com. Choose the original. Choose the Survival Seed Vault at MyPatriotSupply.com. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection actions so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800 800- 346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. How's your pH today? Are you acidic? How alkaline is your blood and body? What is the pH of the water you drink? We are AlkaVision, and we have the answers. Drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining vibrant health and high energy because bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline, high-pH environment. If your drinking water isn't at a pH level of 8 or higher, boost it with AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Our unique formula will alkalize your water, ridding your body of harmful toxins and acid, and help regain energy and health. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise the pH of your body to optimal levels. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. Spelled A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 800-518-7615. 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. This is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. And you notice that Jim is never going to say anything definite. He thinks we're the gold standard of paranormal radio. He doesn't know, and he won't confirm it. Mr. Equivocation. That's right. Jim the Equivocator. We have Jeff Stewart. We're exploring his ghost hunting organization. So being a bail bondsman or a bounty hunter, and I have to ask you later about the movies about bounty hunters and whether you think they're being portrayed in an unrealistic fashion. Dog. Can't be, can't be. (laughs) How did you start this organization? How did you guys put this together? Okay, well, I have to go back to 2001 
I believe, is when I really officially started with an organization out of Worcester, Massachusetts. Yes, I actually drove down from Little Burlington, Vermont, to Worcester, Massachusetts to to do whatever, to investigate with them, to learn from them. But I always felt out of place. It got so bad to where they pretty much called me the resident skeptic because they were Reiki masters, warrior of light, uh, uh, a self-proclaimed parapsychologist led the organization. Sounds like uh, they're getting ready to move to Sedona. The, <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, and they were really stuck on just investigating ghosts and hauntings. Now, at this time, it was long before uh, TAPS got that uh, show, uh, Ghost Hunters, on sci-fi. So I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough to get into the field before the uh, the big explosion, the big hype, if you will. But I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not bashing them by all means. I'm grateful that I learned their way of uh, investigating the paranormal, if you will. But so yeah, to answer the question, uh, it, it just after a couple of years of, of dealing with that organization, I felt that I've learned enough. I had members here in Vermont that were also part of that group, and we just met and decided that we're going to start our own organization. We're going to do it our way and, and hopefully one day be a household name or Internet name, one or the other. Well, being popular on the Internet, I think, makes you a household name. It could. Not unless you're, in the, not unless you're Jim Mosley. <sighs> Well, right. Jim mostly does not believe in the Internet, but you have a pretty old computer at home. We're talking to you on the computer owned by one of your colleagues. Yeah, yeah, Greg Love. So we think that you would have gotten a state-of-the-art computer with which to find those who jump bail. Or that's at the office, so it doesn't make a difference. Yes, that's it. And you know what? Facebook, that's all I can say. Facebook is where I find most of them, believe it or not. Are you serious? Oh, that's scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't believe the Jeez. stuff people put. Well, I'm at Battery Park in Burlington, Vermont with the family. Things are going great. Oh, never mind. This is so-and-so's husband. Uh, they just got arrested or girlfriend. <laughs> wow. You'd yeah. think that the, uh, you know, the criminal class and would or the criminally inclined, if you will, if they're jumping bail, would be up to speed at least as much as the people that are going to be tracking them down. But uh, evidently, you know, P.T. Barnum was right. There's a sucker born every minute. You get pulled into these social sites, and, boy, they they kind of stain you. Yeah, that's it. And uh, maybe it's the air up this way. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Makes <laughs> your work easier. Like, man. Yeah, it does. Makes your yeah, job a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, the wife appreciates it. I'm not gone so long. You just check out their Twitter profile or their Facebook profile or now Google Plus, and you have it all. That's it. There's probably some idiot out there going, well, you won't believe it, folks. I just jumped bail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just check Facebook. That's all you have to do. <laughs> well, now people know how to hide from you, from the likes That's of you. That's it. <laughs> don't go on Facebook. I tell everyone that when I capture them. Don't be that stupid. Make it, make it a little harder. I like the chase. That's why I do what I do with the paranormal. I like the chase. Oh, I like this guy, Gene. <laughs> Thank you. That's an honor. Now, let's talk about the chase. You have an array of equipment. And before we talk about the stuff you do use, I see here that you have a list of stuff that you won't use. And I'm going to ask you why. And I guess mostly because they're games. They're not real things. So, for example, a Ouija board. A Ouija board is just a game. Why do people take it seriously? I wish I had the answer for that. I really do. A Ouija board is a Ouija board. 
It was made by Parker Brothers. And you know what? I don't, so personally, I don't subscribe into the theory that it's a portal to hell or it's an invitational device to, to bring in spirits. Now, that's just my opinion. It's there basically people, an invitation to make Parker Brothers a lot of money. That's it. That's all it is to me. Uh, to people uh, in my group, it could be some kind of portal or whatever they whatever they think it is. But personally, I, I don't subscribe. No, it's just a board game. You're making somebody rich. That's it. So we assume then the planchette, when it's being moved across the board, it's either someone deliberately doing it and knowing what they're doing or doing it subconsciously. Right, or vibrations. Makes it shake, especially if you're yeah. in Southern California with all the earthquakes. Absolutely. They never get earthquakes in Vermont, though. Or do they? Not really. There are no, but fault lines there. There is, and we've had a couple, just nothing like California. And believe me, I went there one time, and we were there during one of the uh, earthquake sessions, as you will. We were up in Loma Linda, and we felt it. And believe me, that's uh, I'll never go there again. Isn't that where <laughs> Richard Nixon was born? Loma Linda? Around that area, yeah. Maybe that explains why you had so much trouble. The pendulum. <laughs> I think of pendulum. I don't think just of the weight suspended from a string or a chain. I think of the movie The Pit and the Pendulum with Vincent Price that ages me. What's a pendulum supposed to do? As supposedly, it, it's supposed to be some sort of device that you can communicate with the spirits with it. Yes or no, maybe, depending on which way the pendulum swings. It's supposed to answer your questions. It's another communication device, supposedly, again, theory, whatever, that it can communicate with the dead, which I don't necessarily subscribe into. Again, it's just a piece of rock on a string to me. That's just my opinion. Okay, maybe the people in the afterlife, they don't have good verbal skills, so they have to use Ouija boards and pendulums because they can't just say, I'm here, folks. Make of that what you will. That's right. You have to admit, though, there is a ancient history of using divina, divination tools uh, to seek answers uh, in, in all sorts of ways. Uh, for instance, if you come out to the parched southwest, uh, almost every well company has a professional dowser who is very accurate, and they're able to uh, find water in, um, in, in a manner which uh, almost defies scientific uh, rational thinking. Uh, my mother was an accomplished dowser and actually doused my brother's well in the Rocky Mountains about six feet closer than the professional dowser who came in with the, the well company. So let's not toss potential out the window in terms of all sorts of tools that we have in our reality that we may be able to utilize in, in you know, a, a predictable way. So, you know, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I do agree when you're dealing with people's lives there's intense emotional turmoil going on, perhaps. Uh, people are freaked out and scared. To bring out something that, that kind of has a knee-jerk sort of veneer about it, to be a ghost hunter and go into a haunted house and, and sit down in front of a family with an Ouija board, that, that would not wash, I think, in an investigative environment, at least in my opinion. Right. No, I, I, I totally agree with you, Chris. Um, don't get me wrong. When it comes to dowsing for water and I, you know, I may even buy into the theory that you could detect some kind of metal with it. Maybe. I I don't know, but not not from a paranormal stance. Uh, again, like I said, you know, I, I'm not necessarily looking for ghosts. I'm just there to investigate the claims that they report to me in the organization. Uh, it's That's just who I am. I, I, I got to go with what I know. I wouldn't completely rule it out if it was under... 
a, I don't know, a, a scientific test. If we just did it for fun, sitting around the house or whatever, just playing with it, sure. But it, like you just said, you don't want to bring that up to a client. You really don't. That's already going to make things worse. That's That'd be no different than bringing a channeler in and, and you know, uh, sitting around the table and knocking on floorboards and, and things of that nature. Uh, I, I, I just personally, I don't use it as a tool for investigation. I have to wonder yeah. also the, the, here, if you bring a channeler to the house and they knock on the floorboards or something – and they break something, are they liable criminally for that or legally? You have to wonder. You're the bounty hunter. You know about that stuff. We have Jeff Stewart, ghost hunter, joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Would it save you time to get the best quality water filters and the best quality storable foods from one company? You bet it would, and now you can at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Big Berkey water filter products and great-tasting, long-lasting, storable, wise foods are both now available on one website, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. Wise foods, ready-to-eat meals, are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches and come with a 25-year shelf life. Big Berkey water filters are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. Combine Berkey water filters with wise foods for an unbeatable preparedness combination. Get free shipping on every order over $50. And GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit big, B-E-R-K-E-Y, waterfilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Or go to bigberkeywaterfilters.com. For a long time, you've heard me talk about building your own food supply with eFoods Direct. As a listener, you know why you need to have a supply of the best storable food on the planet. Every day, we document the attempts to take control of our lives. But there's one thing we can all control, your greatest dependency, food. eFoods Direct products are made with only the best ingredients and none of the trash and contaminants like trans fats, GMOs, or MSG. This food is nutrient-dense and tastes great. It's simple to make, portable, and has a shelf life of up to 25 years. 
Now with eFoods Direct, you'll get the most affordable, best-tasting food you can buy. And the new products and pricing will blow you away. Compared to other food sources, including home-cooked meals, you can cut your food cost in half. You just can't afford to ignore this. Call 800-409-5633 or go to eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex for specials. Don't let this offer pass you by. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. More of the best for less guaranteed. Did you know that gold and silver contain healing properties? It's true. Since the beginning of mankind's history, gold and silver have not only been used as real money, but also for healing our minds and bodies. Utopiasilver.com is your leading source for colloidal silver and colloidal gold, offering supplement protocols that can heal and enhance your health. Protocols for boosting the immune system, insomnia, yeast infections, herpes, and countering the effects of vaccinations and radiation poisoning. And now Utopia. Utopiasilver.com encourages the use of real money with this buy one, get one free real money special. For details on your colloidal silver and colloidal gold supplements, call 888-213-4338 and ask about 50% off for first-time customers. That's 888-213-4338 or visit utopiasilver.com, utopiasilver.com, fighting for liberty and healing one American at a time. Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So I'm going to ask Jeff Stewart, the paranormal investigator, have you investigated any cases involving gin? No, uh, I, I wish I did. Of course, some of us think of another kind of gin. Well, yeah, yeah uh, that's spirits in a bottle, sure. Yeah, exactly. That's where the name came from, actually. But I I think uh, Rosemary potentially has stumbled on a very interesting cross-cultural correlation, for lack of a better word. Uh, I've done some investigative work now with her and and become familiar with with the whole concept of the gin as it relates to possible manifestations of paranormal phenomena. And in terms of some location-specific cases, I really think it deserves at least – I don't know, a, a nod in the research realm. Uh, there are certain things that you can determine from the type of phenomena that, that are being reported that, that do ascribe to a gin-like entity. So well, it's not something, again, I, I throw out with the bathwater. No, I, I think it's very fascinating. Um, I was contacted by somebody not too long ago if I've ever investigated a gin and they felt they were plagued by one. And it's not here in the States. This person came from, I believe, Iran. It was uh, on a message board that I was part of. I never followed up on it to find out what happened. But she basically said there was nobody that could help her in her country. So I don't know how she came uh, across my name, but she contacted me and asked if I knew how to uh deal with them and and of course as a a skeptical person i'm like i i really don't there has to be somebody in your area that deals with it one would think another piece of equipment you're not going to use is the ghost box for those of us who are not expert ghost hunters what pray tell is a ghost box oh the infamous ghost box well i'll tell you what i believe the ghost box is it is a AM or FM frequency radio that's just on cycle. All it does is run through the channels 
And supposedly, these entities, ghosts, can pick out the words they want from this radio and use them. So at randomly, you'll hear like red, you know, bunch of static, truck, you know, or box, or it's a device that, again, I, I think it's like using a channeler, a medium. Uh, I, that's what I believe. I, I probably going to get a lot of people that <laughs> that'll hate me, but it, I just, I don't believe in the ghost box. I, I don't think it's a tool that you can use. Um, I, I really don't. It, it's just a device that plays AM, FM, radio frequencies, and it picks out words at random. And besides, you think that if someone was literate in this life, they'd be literate in the afterlife. They wouldn't be so stupid that they have to communicate with Ouija boards and pendulums and have to utter words out of sequence incoherently on some kind of a ghost box. Right. But I'm going to ask you about a piece of equipment that is in your inventory, the Phantom Vibe. What is that? <laughs> I, I could use a few it. vibes right now, I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Phantom Vibe is a little device that one of my investigators purchased from the website, got to love it, uh, that picks up vibrations. Yes, exactly how it sounds. Vibrations. Why? Because we might be investigating a location that uh, might have footsteps, objects moving, things of that nature that we can't hear or see ourselves, but we'll be able to see it on camera. And with this device, it makes a loud noise and it's got little LED lights on the box. It lets us know that there's movement there. Now, that's not something that we use as, quote-unquote, evidence to the client. That's just something that we use as a surveillance tool to let us know that there's some kind of movement there. Because like anything else, it can be, you know, uh, trickery. It could be somebody in the next room moving, this meter could go off. Now, that's an so interesting most- point of view here. Do a lot of people try to fool you with tricks and scams and dowsing rods and such? Only once, only once, we had an individual that was a huge fan of the uh, show on sci-fi, and they really wanted us to come down. They let us know that there was this visible portal in their kitchen. We're able to uh, see it with our own eyes. We can come down. We don't need equipment, blah, blah, blah. And they tried every trick in the book from whispering during uh, the EVP sessions that we used to attempt to moving objects with their their feet. I mean, these people at the time had just as much equipment as we do. Sounds like they're smart people who studied the field. Without spending an entire episode about your utility belt over there at the Paranormal Investigators of New England, let's briefly cover some of the other stuff you're using. And I'm going to name them. Just give us like a very short description. We'll go rapid fire through them. Lorex 16-channel wired DVR. Just as it sounds, it's a digital video recorder. It's meant for surveillance purposes. Okay, so it's a DVR system. It's exactly like it sounds. Uh, It's basically just meant for surveillance purposes. Uh, We hope, like everyone else, that we can capture, you know, ghost phenomenon, uh, extraterrestrial or cryptozoological, depending on what we're using it for. Uh, that would be the 
proverbial holy grail, if you will. Um, but it's mostly used for safety reasons, security reasons. Uh, if something happens that we can't quite explain in another room and we got the cameras there to record whatever is going on, we can say, well, nobody was in the room when uh, Sally's doll decided to levitate and fly across the room. So, so the 16 channel part of it means that you, you have 16 inputs, so you can have 16 surveillance sources up? Absolutely. Infrared, uh, indoor, outdoor, state-of-the-art cameras. It's probably the best system to get if you're in the Cool. Uh, what, what kind of cameras are they using? Do you use uh, in your system? That's the ones that come with them. <laughs> okay. All right. Gene, let's uh, move on. What, it sounds like an interesting list. Let's there. go to the next one. Mel, M-E-L, 8704R Pro Navigator. Don't you love it how these, these companies come up with the most inane names for their products? What's this for? The Mel meter, as most people call it, is an EMF meter, electromagnetic field detector. And this particular device has got all the bells and whistles on it. The individual that purchased this uh, really went for it. <laughs> he, he totally loves it and supports it. I've got the original EMF meter um, that they developed, the company did. It, it's basically just to detect electromagnetic fields. Thermo uh, uh, coupe is on it, so you can uh, detect ambient temperature. Um, and apparently his device, he's got a nifty little flashlight that's on it. <laughs> and it, it also has a, uh, a set of LED lights on the top that when the EMF field, well, depending on the EMF field, if it's strong enough, these lights will literally light up and let you know the levels by the color. Sounds like a fun device. And you've had this go off, as they say? Yes, but, you know, I should probably explain, if you don't mind, real quick, that we don't use the EMF meter as a, a ghost detector like a lot of people do. We just want to go in and eliminate the possibility that high EMF is in the facility that we're at. It's more of a safety issue and health issue than anything. I personally subscribe into the theory uh, that EMF can really harm, harm you, cause hallucinations, dementia, um, you know, it's just really, really bad stuff, which we all, we all know. We all know it can be. So we want to make sure that that stuff's not on the property. That's first and foremost. Uh, most investigators, at least how I train them, is to look for the differentials in EMF field. Because if there is something that's causing a disturbance in the EMF field, we want to kind of zero in on that to find out exactly what's going on. We look for a baseline when we first go into a place to find out what the level's at. Either, hopefully, most places are zero. 0, 0.0 is usually uh, the baseline wherever you're going. But there's been places where we you know, walked in, done a, you know, walk through and, and the level will be at like a 1.5 or a 2.0. And, uh, you know, traditionally people or investigators, I'm sorry, or ghost hunters would look for spikes, EMF spikes, as they call them. And that's when they get high volumes of EMF. And uh, again, it's a theory. They believe that that's an entity trying to manifest, trying to suck the energy out of the the uh, the air and create uh, or manifest themselves. So it's part of the process. Sounds like good science, Gene. There's more in that toolkit <laughs> that we'll go into in the next segment, but we're going to ask why a Geiger counter. 
We have Jeff Stewart joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. And we have Jeff Stewart joining Gene and Chris. He's associated with Paranormal Investigators of New England. They have a very extensive array in their tool belt. And it's a pretty big tool belt with all this equipment for investigating paranormal claims. We'll get past the EMF products and let's look at a Geiger counter. So, are ghosts radioactive? No, actually, the Geiger counter is what we use for UFOlogy related investigation. Got to protect ourselves. ET might be radioactive. Just ask, just ask you never Cash know. and Landrum. Yeah. If Betty Cash had one, maybe she, she would have lived longer. Maybe. <laughs> that, see, that's, I guess you have to be prepared. I, you really don't know. I, I, without a doubt, believe in the existence of extraterrestrials. I really do. I, I don't have any doubts whatsoever. Now, what they are, where they are, where they come from, I don't or, know. Or whether they're visiting us. Right. Right. They're I, looking for the humpback whale. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a Star Trek reference, that's, by the way. Yeah, you're, you're the, you're the Trekkie uh, among the three of us, at least, Gene, there. Live long that was a good, that was and actually prosper. a good plot. I liked it. I thought that was one of the best Star Trek movies. That was directed by Leonard Nimoy, by the way. You know, he was a pretty decent director. Anyway, okay, so we have to have the Geiger counter here for checking radiation in connection with UFO sightings. A Hi-8 video camcorder. Now, when I look at this, I say, Hi-8, that's kind of retro. What about the camcorder? Yeah, it's analog, Gene. It's, oh, is that the point? The point that it has to be analog? What about a digital yeah. camera? They got one of those, too, I'm sure. Yes, we do. Absolutely. No, this sounds like good science. Uh, you know, I really like the way that you're approaching this, getting control levels outside, you know, uh, establishing some sort of baseline data, then going in. Sounds, you know, scientific, uh, like the way it should be done. We appreciate that. One of the criticisms that we had made in some past episodes of the PowerCast was the fact that some so-called ghost hunters, and we say so-called because I think some don't take it as seriously as others, had equipment that was really subpar, but you've got a digital voice recorder, but some ghost hunters say it must be analog. What do you think? 
I think you need both, and I do. I have all types. I still use a cassette recorder, believe it or not. I believe that if we're going to look for uh, Voices of the Dead, EVP, I still subscribe into the magnetic tape theory. I do. Or possibly. Again. Well, what do you mean theory. by magnetic tape theory? Well, I'm not sure if you know that the difference between using digital and analog is some people believe that what we're hearing is, you know, voices of the dead, whatever it is, that the magnetic tape can attract these voices and capture it, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, time on uh, time on well, Earth, I guess. But wait a minute. Most of your, your EVP, at least the class of EVPs that I've gathered and others have gathered that I've worked with, have almost been exclusively digital. Surprisingly, not me. I, I have more success with uh, with uh, analog, believe with it or analog, not, yeah. than I would digital. Is but that you know, possibly funny. because analog has a different set of distortion components in terms of the signal? Well, it's an analog of, of what you're hearing. It's not a, a, a recreation of it. In other words, you're dealing with pure, uh, pure waveforms as opposed to staircase sort of approximate waveforms. And with like, digitizing something, you are guessing. You're approximating. Right. You're guessing with sophisticated algorithms. Exactly. You're guessing what you're yeah. hearing, but there may be things that you can't guess because the scientists involved in creating those algorithms don't know about them. Nope. I, I yeah. made a logical explanation here, but I have no idea what yeah. I just said. Well, it, it kind of <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. An, an analog, uh, that's, that's why old analog jazz recordings, you know, you'll never get that rich depth no. and warmth and, and full, you know, just full range and uh, the warmth of the original sound. You're, you're never going to recreate that digitally unless you get your sampling rates far above where they are now. Well, they are at 196K in the more sophisticated recording. But some people will yeah. say that the analog effect is itself a distortion component. It sounds warmer because of the way that it manipulates the core sound. It doesn't matter what you like, you like. A motion sensor digital camera is, I assume, based on sensing some kind of movement. How about infrared right. motion detectors? Same thing like you use with burglar alarms or what? Yep, exactly. Just like the uh, Phantom Vibe, uh, we set those up with the Phantom Vibe. So, you know, if that's something moves, then we'll be able to uh, tune in on it. Basically, it's, uh, again, it's used for multiple purposes, security reasons as well as uh, paranormal reasons. Sound level meter, fairly obvious. Yep. I believe you need one if you're recording or you're attempting to record uh, electronic voice phenomenon. I, I really do. I think that's definitely something you need for sure. You have a three-in-one device here to check barometer, temperature, humidity. You want to check the weather conditions in the area where the activity is occurring. That is correct, as well as uh, mostly used for uh, ufology-related investigation. And we have a dog that's agreeing with you. Yeah, very sensitive, very. I'm going to ask you about <laughs> animals in a moment, but just looking at these things, do you find where you go to a place where it's had some recent UFO activity that the temperature readings, radiation readings go off the scale, they're different than what you'd normally expect? Um, I'm, I'm going to have to say from my experiences, no. Usually they're pretty much the same. We do use infrared non-contact therm uh, thermometers as well as the ambient ones because you usually get people saying, I just saw you know, a you know, specter ghost spirit go through a wall right there and now there's a cold spot here. So we need that type of device to say, okay, well, let's check the temperature. 
So I've, I've used that and applied that and, and never seen a dramatic difference. I'm like, well, uh, I guess temperature for the entities are uh, ghost as well or ghostly as well because it wasn't showing up on my measuring devices. Mini DVD camera. Is this an off-the-shelf thing or what? Yes. Yep. Another normal everyday use piece of equipment that we use for exactly what it's meant to be. And a laser grid. What's that used for? Oh, that's a fun little toy. Uh, that's along the lines of the non-contact sensors as well as the phantom vibe. It's a device that you set up, put it up in a room, preferably uh, isolated, uh, a reported quote-unquote haunted location room. Uh, you set that up, and supposedly uh, spirits, entities, can manipulate this laser grid and show you a you know, outline of a figure. So basically you're distorting it or the entity is distorting it. And that's just a theory. That is just a piece of equipment that one of my investigators uses. It's not, again, it's not something that we would really consider evidence or use as evidence. Have you ever had that thing go off? No. Actually, we just purchased that not too long ago, and it hasn't been on many investigations. So I'm, I'm excited. I'd be pretty thrilled to see something distort that. I, I think it'd be kind of fascinating to find out what causes it, if it's a natural explanation or uh, a supernatural. Now, one thing here, in assembling yeah, this array of equipment, did you consult other ghost hunters or did you just kind of wing it? <laughs> Experience, trial and error, that's what we're about. Like I said, I've been doing it for a while, and uh, this is a piece of equipment that when someone buys, I'm like, okay, you saw that on TV, you're convinced that it works, now go research it before you use it. I, I'm not talking about the guides that you know amateur ghost hunters put out or other groups put out. I mean the company that made it, Texas Instruments. Well, go to their website, download the catalog, and read through it. Because if you're going to use it, you're going to use it for what its purpose was meant for, more or less. And Texas Instruments, we don't think of a paranormal research organization in connection with Texas Instruments. <laughs> it's a legitimate corporation that makes legitimate products that are even used on components made by Apple. You don't have an iPhone there to take digital pictures and high-definition videos, though we have to talk to you about that later. All right, now, how many investigators do you have who do this work for you? Currently, we have six members in the group, and they're all uh, active investigators. So we're talking about weekend warriors. They go out at night. Someone calls them at 3 a.m., the mysterious 3 a.m. phone call saying, <laughs> the ghost is here now, get over Indrid Cold, yes, Indrid Cold's calling. Yeah, basically, you're right. Uh, that's pretty much it. Just weekend warriors looking to help people in need and fascinations with their own obsessions for whatever it may be, whether it's individuals that have experienced demonic activity, ghosts and hauntings, occult powers at work, whatever uh, my members have experienced, they're the ones that put their experience to We'll work. talk about more of the others. equipment and the experiences and even answer some of your questions from the Paracast forums. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. 
The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. It. How can I stop these annoying collection calls? Imagine being free from your debt without settling and with no payment plan, no negotiating or filing bankruptcy, and no attorneys. What if you could eliminate the risk from all your unsecured debt in about 90 days and keep all your money? You can. It's called Zero Debt Guarantee, and it works. There's no other program of its kind on the planet, and we guarantee the results in writing. Call now, 800-477-9256. Let our team of experts Experts provide you with the resources to fight back, stop collection calls, and prevent and stop wage garnishments and bank levies. If you're facing foreclosure, we can help. Don't go it alone. Get free information now by calling 800-477-9256. Talk to an expert who has also completed our program. Call 800-477-9256 for free info or go to ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. That's 800-477-9256 or go to ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have Jeff Stewart from Pine, short for Paranormal Investigators of New England. Over the past few segments of the show, we've been talking about how they put together 
their Ghost Hunters toolkit through trial and error, using a lot of off-the-shelf equipment, and trying to find different ways of investigating paranormal occurrences, and not just ghosts, but UFOs, things like that. Do you ever see crop circles up there? Uh, no, I'd love to, though. Uh, I've done some amateur research on crop circles. Someone else and has, too. Yeah, apparently she's possessed. But no, <laughs> I'll answer that again, I guess. <laughs> that leads us to another uh, thing that you touched on before, Gene, uh, the role of animals in investigations. One of the things that I found actually very effective uh, in, in my work out in the field with the cattle mutilation phenomenon, for instance, is to introduce a dog into the field first before any humans go in there. I, I also know somebody that has a parrot with a limited vocabulary that's brought on to haunted sites, and all of a sudden uh, it has quite an expanded vocabulary. Uh, so w where do you come down on the use of animals as detection equipment, if you will, or, or fellow investigators in the case of Cato, my brother's Pyrenees? You know, I... I find it interesting. I personally don't use animals for paranormal detection or investigations. I am I I'm definitely open to it. I, I think if we had a member in the group or even a client that claims that their animal can detect spirits, I'm I'm definitely open to uh, try it at least once or twice, just just you know just to see if it works or not. But my own personal opinion, I, I, I guess I have to see with my own eyes to uh, to buy into it. As far as Cato went, boy, he showed us exactly where all, if any coyotes had been there, where they'd been there, and where where they'd peed on on bushes and stuff. So, in, in that case, we 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 know Cato was was establishing uh, verifiable um, facts about the scene because, of course, we go to these spots and we we'd uh, we'd find tracks if there were any, and and it was a pretty foolproof way to. Uh, to determine immediately if coyotes had been involved. Now, this is a little bit off uh, and out of your realm in terms of your investigative work, but mm -hmm. it's something I, I, I would, you know, if, if someone did have an animal that seemed to be possibly extra sensitive um, to any sort of energies that potentially we, we aren't aware of, that it, it could be a real uh, advantageous investigative tool to have some, some, an animal like that around. So, yeah, it's something that uh, I urge any listener out there who has an animal that seems to have some, you know, extra sensitivities, uh, maybe get involved in an investigative arena and, and test it out. I think this is a, this should be an emerging uh, tool in the tool bag. At least that's my opinion. Well, heck, they reuse animals to check information about corpses, about drugs. Maybe they can mm -hmm. find ghosts Track for us. people. Yeah. I mean, what's the yeah. record for a bloodhound? It's over 100 miles. I think there was another bloodhound that was able to track, uh, I forget the amount of miles, but some, someone that was in a car. Well, if the bloodhound <laughs> sees me, they start whimpering and go the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not the pack leader. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Let's go to a brief question, which is kind of relevant to your toolkit from one of the members sure. of our forum. His name is Angelo, by the way, and you've seen his stuff in the forum. He's kind of a skeptical type. He's a moderator. He calls himself Skeptical Moderator. And here's what Perfect. Angelo says. He says, I see that a lot of high-tech equipment is used in your investigations. Have you caught any apparitions on camera? With so much equipment and video surveillance, why do we still have nothing that even comes close to proving the existence of ghosts? A raw file image would go a long way. And he has one other comment. Also, I like how you listed what you don't use. I must say it adds to your credibility since what's listed there is pretty much garbage. So what's your response to Angelo's question? Thank you. That's first. Um, you know, he's right. 
and like I said, I'm not out to prove ghosts exist. I, I'm really not. I'm just an investigator. Um, I, if I was out to prove that ghosts exist, I probably wouldn't be using the equipment we have. I probably would go to the, the pendulum users, the dowsers, the mediums, you know, because at that point you're getting into the spiritual. And if that's what you're looking for, then my guess is you need the spiritual tools to uh, detect the spirits, if you will. Uh, I, I just don't think our equipment's going to be able to detect that stuff, at least not now in our lifetime, if they exist. Is that complicated? <laughs> that makes sense to me. Pretty cut and dried. I'm going to ask I think you, you're going to be a, dowsing ghosts. Let's put it that way. You might find water, but you're not going to find a ghost with a willow, willow branch. You got it. There's a related question from Son of a Skunk, who calls himself Skilled Investigator. I'm sorry, but I have a huge problem with EVPs. Judging from what I have seen on the various TV shows, it appears as though one could easily interpret just about anything from these static noises. I've yet to hear what I consider to be crisp, clear, indisputable recording of someone on the other side speaking. Have you? Convince me. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I, I don't need to convince anyone. First off, not being rude, I, I totally respect the question. And, and he's right. Uh, for the most part, EVPs out there, most of them are just, you know, garbage. But I There are some good some, ones. I've got some. There, yes. Yeah. There are class A's out there. What's a class that, A, by the way? Okay. A class A is a clear response. That is, you know, you ask, what's your name? And you get Mike or Bob or, you know, what's your favorite kind of uh, TV show? Oh, The Simpsons. That's a clear, crystal clear class A EVP. Uh, I've heard those. I wasn't there to capture them. I did have a uh, Class A EVP that I'm still desperately trying to get from the former organization that didn't answer my question directly, but it, it was pretty close. It, it, it was impressive, to say the least, especially coming from a, a skeptic point of view, hearing that response really, okay, somebody's playing with me, you know, or I just got, you know, a response from the other side. Yeah, as I mentioned on a previous episode, uh, when Ron James came, uh, he and I produced a, a documentary called Dead Whisper. Good. We got an answer to a, a question a fraction of a second before the question was even asked. Oh, that wow. was a really good one. I like that. I like the time dilation ones. They're, they're the ones that really make you think. They do. And because you have to kind of like, all right, is somebody playing around with me or, you know, or what? And, and I guess that's kind of what we're out there for. Uh, to find out what is it. Are these, you know, spirits of deceased ones? Are these time travelers, interdimensional beings, uh, extraterrestrials posing as ghosts? What are they? Tricksters. Or tricksters. Absolutely. It could be. Sure. Oh, Gene, I said the word again. Oh, All right. Well, you have to do a trickster I, laugh for everybody's oh, benefit. You haven't done okay, it in a while. <laughs> re re rewind the uh, digital tape. No rewinding is going to happen, Chris. We want to hear a trickster laugh. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna dog me. Got to do it, man. Your yeah. audience wants to know. Your friends, your fans. Yeah, uh, it's all, it's all tricky. I don't care what anybody says. There's something going on that has our sense of humor at mind. Well, maybe your <laughs> sense of humor, but some people think I have no sense of humor or any sense, as a matter of fact. Oh, uh, I'll second that. See, you see, that's oh. how Chris and I get along. He oh. knows, you know, where the deepest <laughs> the cut is. He knows where the deepest cut is. And he just digs in, 
And he says, oh, he tells me. No, all I have to do is agree with you, Gene. You just do all the work for That's me. That's the way to do it. Oh. <laughs> we have Jeff Stewart, Ghost Hunter and UFO Hunter. You're on with Gene and Chris because you have to be in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack Attack of the Rockwells. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack of the Rockwell. A novel in the grand science fiction tradition. And now another CentOS game changer with sports broadcaster Aaron Andrews. I'm here at my favorite car rental in sunny Miami. With me is the manager, Beth. I see your team has a new look for this season. Yeah, they just got uniforms, and my female employees are especially excited about the great styles. This flat out wasn't an option when men's uniforms were the only choice. Well, it seems these young ladies are really hustling out here. What made the change for you? Yeah, well, our playbook hinged on one big detail. Women's workwear by CentOS. These clothes are designed by women for women. When they look good, they're happier and our guests notice. Well, judging by their extra effort, this team is going to the next level with Cintas uniforms. Let's go up to the booth for more. Finally, a line of women's workwear they want to wear. This is one of many expert services Cintas can tackle for your business. Don't settle for less. Call Cintas at 1-800-CINTAS-6 or visit Cintas.com slash radio and tell them to bring in the team with the white truck. How's your pH today? Are you acidic? How alkaline is your blood and body? What is the pH of the water you drink? We are AlkaVision, and we have the answers. Drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining vibrant health and high energy because bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline, high-pH environment. If your drinking water isn't at a pH level of 8 or higher, boost it with AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops. Our unique formula will alkalize your water, ridding your body of harmful toxins and acid, and help regain energy and health. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise the pH of your body to optimal levels. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. Spelled A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 800-518-7615. 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. 
Plant Skid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use Plant Skid. Member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSKYDD.com. Ask about our new vole repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. Plant Skid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. Hi, my name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. And with Gene and Chris, we're being joined by Jeff Stewart, ghost hunter, bounty hunter, hunter, hunter. Okay, another comment from Angelo in our forums. I just want to add my favorite words of wisdom about haunted houses. How do you know if a house is haunted? It's not, he says. What do you say? I don't know how to reply to that. I, <laughs> I, I can only say is this guy, he needs to be vice president or something because it's true. I, I don't look at a house as haunted. I don't. I don't think there is such thing as a haunted house. So what do you say? Is it just a house that just happens to have strange things going on? I think, if anything, it's paranormal activity. If it exists, if we can prove that there's strange goings on in somebody's house, then it's got to be some kind of activity. It's got to be something that you can't necessarily see, sense, or smell. Well, at least I don't think so. Going on in the dwellings, if you tear that house down and move it away, I would subscribe into the theory that the energy isn't going to necessarily follow you but probably stay there on the land, kind of like embedded into our atmosphere. That's what I would subscribe to. That's kind of an ongoing theory for me. Almost like the movie Poltergeist, where all the events were singled out in a specific house over some kind of Indian burial ground. Now, well, hold on. There have been poltergeist cases uh, that have been investigated that that are very compelling, that, that do indicate some sort of force or energy is following a, a specific individual, and especially in the poltergeist uh, cases uh, that I've read about. There's some that go back years, too. No, oh, no, I, I, I can subscribe to that. I do. I believe that if the energies exist, if the paranormal exists, I, I don't see why the energy can't attach itself to someone. I'm just talking about well, literally the, as a house. <laughs> the theory is that, that the, the person is subconsciously or somehow uh, manifesting the events around them Right. would be the the one theory to explain poltergeist activity and it would stand to reason if that person moved then their abilities would uh, not stay back there but move with them right. so right. i mean yeah, we are dealing with something that's that's a lot more complex than the simple kind of superstitious uh, explanation of a disembodied spirit i mean right. uh, sure if if there's a way to prove that then then i'll i'll agree with uh, angelo and gene and everybody else that uh, you know we need proof on that but there is something going on. There's no no doubt about it. I've I've been in the situation. I've been out there. I've I've been to some really amazing places that I can, I can't explain why what happened happened. But it, and it does deserve it does deserve investigation. I'm wondering though if you're if you're almost walking into this looking to explain everything as opposed to be open minded about it. It sounds like you've got a lot of preconceived notions that you then equivocate uh, with. You're saying, "Well, I don't believe these places are haunted, but there is something you know paranormal going on." Well, haunting is just a, a simplistic piece of language that we attach to something right. we we don't understand. So let's talk about that a little bit. You. 
sure. don't believe there's ghosts and spirits, but but you do think there's something going on. Obviously, you're going around and spending good good quality right. time well, investigating no, it. Right. Don't get me wrong. I, it's not that I don't believe in ghosts. There's just no proof at this time. And, and people like myself are trying to go in there to first and foremost, like I said, help people out. But as an amateur ghost hunter, if you will, I'll literally pick up a place, you know, just a, a business or a, a reportedly haunted location and experiment, you know, kind of like a, a scientist would and, you know, do what most people do and, and look for ghosts at that point. But the most of what my organization about is to help people first and foremost. And I, I think the reason they come to organizations like mine in a way is, is to be like, okay, you know, I think our place is haunted. Now, these are the people that aren't sure what's going on. And we go in there to try to rule out all normal explanations, all possibilities uh, before we look at the inexplicable. I, I think you have yeah. to do yeah, that. Yeah, and that's, that's a good scientific approach that, that more teams out there should be, should be utilizing. Yeah, and there are members in my group that are 110% convinced that ghosts are real and they exist. And we try to do different methods to communicate, to detect, uh, whether it's sitting in a room by yourself, hours on end, hoping to get a catch a glimpse of the individual. I mean, yeah, I guess you can kind of say we're like two teams in one. You've, you've got the skeptical analysis, but then you also got the team that wants to investigate the, the hauntings, actually look for spiritual phenomenon. I know that's kind of complicated, but that's just the way I like my group. I don't want it one way or the other. I want yeah, yeah, Well, and, and much to your credit, uh, I think Jane would agree that that would be the optimal approach in terms of establishing you know, irrefutable data that you could present to a scientist or, or, and take it that, that next step into academia or whatever. Uh, it's important to have all your, your uh, protocols set, have everybody trained to follow them you know, to the letter and and like you said, be very skeptical in your analytical process, but be open minded to the to the possibility that there there may be something there. And and that's right. where the whole skeptic debunker line uh needs to be defined. So uh, I'm right. glad that you're 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 open minded enough and you have people that are that are the other the other extreme basically and, and I think that's a good full spectrum approach. Uh and I think Gene would agree, right Gene? I like people speaking for me, but that's okay. I could just sit back and enjoy the action. The other question here is your core group of investigators. You find yourself disagreeing intensively with one another on the proper techniques to investigate? I Yes, yes. Short answer, yes. We don't always see eye to eye with one and another. Some of the, like I said, some of us are, are more skeptical than others and that's, you know, but that's the way we like it. We all get along. We can't imagine being in a group that everybody's the same, you know, cooker, cookie cutter type organization. Uh, we, you know, we like the way it is. We'll, we'll have debates at our meetings. that will go on forever, but that's just the way it is. Do you guys all wear black t-shirts? Do we all wear black t-shirts? <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. We, do you, do you do any investigations during the day? Uh, haunted yes. site type investigations. Yes. Uh, oh, hours and what time of the day it is really doesn't matter to us. Uh, I, I, subscribe, I subscribe into the, if there's activity, it's going to be year round, all hours. I don't subscribe in the 3 a.m. Um, philosophy that that's the witching hour or, or any of that. I, I don't believe in that. Fast question here, Jeff. 
Who pays for your equipment? Is this something from donations? Do you take it out of your bank accounts? What? It's out of our pocket. It's all funded by ourselves. We do accept donations. Just wanted to plug that real quick. Well, that's okay. Now, if <laughs> I came to your organization, skeptic, believer, or otherwise, and I said, Jeff, is there a single compelling case that would make me believe or at least feel that something weird is going on, what would that case be? What can you tell me? Uh, there have been a couple of cases where even as a quote-unquote skeptical person, I've, uh, you know, I felt something, but I can't measure it. I can't, you know, you know, hand it to somebody and say, this is, this is proof. But the Hoosack Tunnel in Berkshire, Massachusetts, or Berkshire County, is probably the one place I've gone to and really felt that there was more than just myself and the other investigators that were in the tunnel. And I'm not talking about, you know, Joe, the railroad guy, you know, crossing the tunnel. This tunnel is five miles long and it's nothing but pitch dark. Maybe it was psychological. I don't know, but it, you start to, to hear voices that aren't there. Um, you know, the feeling of somebody behind you watching you, uh, it's all there. It's all in that one particular location. That's, you know, as any investigator in this field that wants the, the thrill or seek a, a thrill moment, that would be the place to go. Well, I know that Chris and I are going to leave him momentarily, you know, before the next episode. Did you get those voices on? on did you record the voices? Were you able to get uh, some decent audio? Nothing. That's that was the worst part because you can hear the voices. You can, you know, like I said, you can almost see movements. And I, I know it. You know, darkness and flashlights and so all that. So infrared didn't go off. You didn't. Uh, are you using FLIR? No. You using IR. Uh, we at that time, no. This was years. We have Jeff Stewart joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com for a long time, you've heard me talk about building your own food supply with eFoods Direct. As a listener, you know why you need to have a supply of the best storable food on the planet. Every day, we document the attempts to take control of our lives. But there's one thing we can all control. Your greatest dependency, food 
Rocky Foods Direct products are made with only the best ingredients and none of the trash and contaminants like trans fats, GMOs, or MSG. This food is nutrient-dense and tastes great. It's simple to make, portable, and has a shelf life of up to 25 years. Now with eFoods Direct, you'll get the most affordable, best-tasting food you can buy. And the new products and pricing will blow you away. Compared to other food sources, including home-cooked meals, you can cut your food cost in half. You just can't afford to ignore this. Call 800-409-5633 or go to eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex for specials. Don't let this offer pass you by. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. More the best for less guaranteed. If you owe the IRS money you can't pay, then listen carefully because you already know that the problem won't go away by itself. You can get help today from the leading tax expert in the country, Dan Pilla. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. The IRS isn't going to just forget about you. Right now, the IRS is hiring thousands of tax collectors to go after delinquent accounts just like yours. That's why you need to take action today, and I can help. I take a simple but proven approach to solving your tax debt problem. First, I stabilize collections so you don't have to worry about wage and bank levies. Next, I build a detailed plan to get your debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even eliminated. Finally, I work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. So call now for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. Dan Pilla will solve your tax problem guaranteed. He's helped thousands of people, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. Introducing a diabetes breakthrough, an easy, natural, organic way to bring relief to diabetics. Introducing MDS Forte, a concentrated super strength extract formulated for those who are looking for relief. What can MDS Forte do for you? MDS Forte reduces glucose levels safely and effectively, reduces cholesterol and triglyceride levels, increases HDL or good cholesterol while reducing LDL or bad cholesterol. MDS Forte reduces A1C, improves eyesight and circulation to the limbs, and helps with weight loss. Is non-toxic, caffeine-free, 100% natural, 100% organic, and comes with a 100% money back guarantee waiting for the side effects disclaimers with mds forte there are none order a 25-day treatment of mds forte by calling 213-405-5355 213-405-5355 or visit bestbloodsupport.com that's bestbloodsupport.com for mds forte a diabetes breakthrough And I have to say, of course, our friend Jerry Clark tends to be a rather skeptical person about a lot of things. I expect he's going to be skeptical about the Aztec UFO case, but that's another show, (laughs) another discussion. Don't you agree with me, Chris? Uh, Jerry is going to have a hard time with it, yeah, but uh, he should be open-minded enough to at least look at what the Ramses will come up with. Read the book first, then make a decision. We'll have to see. <laughs> Jeff Stewart, are you going to write a book? Uh, I don't know what the future holds. I tend to leave that to uh, my, my buddy Joe Citro and, and all the other authors. I, I'm not very good with the uh, pen and pencil or typewriter, if you will. Let's go to another question. We have a guy named Polterwurst, which is an interesting <laughs> name to use when we're talking about hunting ghosts. He calls himself a paranormal maven, which is a stock title that we give to our forum members with some experience. You, for example, Jeff Stewart, 
are a paranormal novice and you have to post more messages before you become a maven. That's how the law of attrition goes here at the Paracast Community Forums. His, I will try. Yes, we expect that. We expect you'll be in the forums now and people will ask you questions about the show. So Plotterworth says, do you think there is a chance that scientifically motivated amateur case studies like hauntings or cryptid sightings will ever be recognized by mainstream scientists? Now, I have an answer to that, but I want to know about yours. I want to say no. I know that's kind of, you know, taking the easy way out. But at this time, I'm going to say no. There's always going to be doubt. Uh, I think there are, even if, even if you bring Casper the friendly ghost in, I, I, I think there's going to be some kind of doubt. <laughs> so, if, so if Obama trots out an alien and says, say hello to my, <laughs> my little friend, there's going to be people out there that go, it's a hologram. Uh, that was a, no alien. It was a projected image. And uh, so, a, so there, there will always be the, uh, you know, the hardcore, I, you know, close minded uh, Phil class, uh, you know, descendants out there. Yeah, it's kind of like you wonder if that ET is going to say ET, 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 phone home, phone home. No, must consume mass quantities of beer. (laughs) You know the beer. (laughs) There's a song, by the way, in heaven though is no beer. That's why we drink it here, Uh, (laughs) and that's what ET sings. Or Dan Aykroyd said they had it on Meepsorp, or or maybe they didn't, and he discovered it on Earth, and and they the Coneheads really loved it. Okay, we go back to Polterwurst. His second question, do you think there is a paradigm shift for ghosts from being what might be called mankind's oldest myth to becoming everyday fact? Is that going to happen? Ah, wow. Where do they come from? Amazing is all I can say. Um, that's an answer I don't think I'm qualified to answer. So you don't uh, think it'll ever happen? So, so you're out there. You're out there spending hundreds of hours, For thousands nothing. of dollars, and you don't think it's going to happen. What's your motivation, yeah. son? The <laughs> motivation for it is pure imagination. No, I'm I'm only joking. No, it's a it's it's part thrill. It, it's part helping. It's the it's the unknown. I I want to say yes. I I hope one day that. You know, all the work that I've invested in 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 the millions of people before me and after, um, you know, it's all for something. I I really wish that. But I just again, I can't answer that. I I really don't know. Uh, We could find a a specter spook tonight and present it to the world and he can come in and meet you for autographs. But, you know, I I really don't know. Well, it's like uh, the guys in Ghostbusters when uh, when they went to the the banquet or whatever, and then uh, <laughs> Bill Murray got slimed. And it's like, boy, if you had that evidence, uh, there'd be a lot of debunkers like uh, spewing a lot of slime in your direction because, boy, it, that would rain on a lot of parades. If you had irrefutable evidence, uh, an autograph signing ghost, uh, that, that to me, oh, that would be the ultimate. Good luck on, on that part of it. You know, how do they hold the pencil? <laughs> <laughs> or even if they were, okay, let's rephrase that. How about if they're there for Q&A? How about that? Question and answer. That would be cool. Ask- here's, one, here's one that people ask me all the time is, why do ghosts <clears throat> wear clothes? That is a good question. That is a good question. Why, why are they? Are, again, that's where we go back to being, uh, you know, thinkers. Everything's a theory. What if, 
you know, somehow that's the last captured image of who they were or, or whatever. And, and the energy somehow, you know, captured that like a, like a, a camera would. And that's what we're seeing or what's part of what the being human TV series is all about. The ghost in there wears the clothing that she wore when she died, and that's part of the legend, that ghosts always wear the clothing they wore at the point of death, regardless of what it was, or sometimes even retain the injuries. So if their head was cut off, it's going to be a headless ghost. Right. Hmm. But then again, as you say, maybe we are seeing images, or we are seeing images of another reality. That goes into fringe TV show territory. There's a parallel universe, and occasionally we see images kind of slip through. That yeah. the guy on the railroad tracks walking back and forth, well, somehow that image was captured from another reality. It's not something that happened here. Okay, third question from Polterwurst. If ghosts were established as fact, would that mean that survival of consciousness is proven? I don't think that follows, does it? No. I, you know, wow. Like I said, <laughs> the, these are questions I'm not qualified to answer. I mean, asking me, you know, individually, I, I, I don't even begin to wonder what it would be like, you know, if, if that's the answer, if that proves consciousness, that's not, that's not what I'm about. That's not why I'm out there uh, investigating or researching or that's almost a theological question. Really? It is. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I really don't. I, like I said, you're always going to have your naysayers. Now, what can we do about them? Fourth question from Polterwurst. Can there be no, no. such a thing as absolute proof for the paranormal, or can all EVPs, footage of light anomalies, anomalous measurements, etc., ultimately be explained away as, I can't even read that word, but basically misinterpretations or even hoaxes? Hmm. I guess so. <laughs> what a great uh, yeah. Oh, you uh, he's on a teeter totter right standing in the middle. He doesn't know which side to put his weight on there. He Gene. wants to say all of the above. I think uh, I yeah, want, I, I mean, come on. You not? you got to admit there's some pretty compelling stuff out there that you just can't, you know, wave a stick at it and make it go away. I, you know, I I don't know. Well, that's that's me. Raise a dowsing rod. That's what it's all about. Hey, my mom was a great dowser. I I watched her douse my brother as well. You talking about my mama? Hey, you back in the hood, man? (laughs) What? I'm going to attempt to answer their questions probably on the forums because I I really, you know, I I really want to to be like them. I want to, you know, ask those questions and answer those questions the way they want them. But I don't think anybody has the answers to it unless it happens. I, I'm not a very good uh, the, uh, theologist. I'm, I'm really not. Just trying to learn. You're not going to reach conclusions. That's and isn't right. that part of the problem we find mm-hmm. in all realms of paranormal research, where people are just too inclined to think they have an answer and it has to be the answer? So ghosts are spirits of the dead. UFOs are ET, but maybe there's some other phenomenon going here. You believe UFOs are ET, but you have to agree we don't know that for certain. We just know something's going on I- that we can't explain. Right. It's all a theory to us or, or somebody else's theories that we carry on. I, I just don't think that we need to subscribe to one particular theory and, and follow it like robots. I don't believe in that. I'm, you know, I call myself an investigator because that's what I do. 
I, I investigate. That's it. I, I don't try to, to think beyond and what ifs and, and all that. I, I, I'll listen to other people and they're like, oh, well, you know, maybe ghosts aren't ghosts. Maybe they're tricksters or <laughs> they're interdimensional beings. I'm open for whatever. Sure. Why not? We don't have the answers to, to everything. I mean, look how much of the ocean that's on uh, that hasn't been explored yet. Uh, God, the brain yeah. itself. Good point. You know, there's so much we don't know. And as an investigator, someone that wants to learn, I, I just want to, you know, I want to see for myself. That's, that's my purpose. And hope that if you continue watching it, you'll come across with some kind of answer. Now, we have another question. I'm going to phrase it here, but I expect you to answer this question on the other side of the next segment. So we call this in show business the cliffhanger. From Polterwurst, and he has a couple of questions after this. Do you have recordings of events that you would count as proof of or at least convincing evidence? If so, how do you try to make certain they can't easily be refuted? Now, this is kind of repeating some stuff we've already talked about, but we'll have Jeff Stewart explain that when we get back after this break. With Jeff Stewart, ghost hunter, UFO hunter with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right. Every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I'm here with Chris O'Brien, and we're talking to the fence-sitting ghost hunter himself, Jeff Stewart, a paranormal novice in our forums, and he does not want to be pinned down for any particular final answer. So I asked you a question about recordings of events that might be convincing. Mm-hmm. in our previous segment and we kind of discussed this before but what is your response the same the same uh well that solves that question don't you no like it? no no i i i i want to answer and i was thinking of that during the break I, so, you know, so what is what is your best case give us give us a blow by blow on your best case and why you consider it to be that first of all how many cases uh approximately have you been on what was your case log up to uh, that's such a good question. I, without exaggerations, I want to say nearly two hundred. And out of those, and out of those, how many had elements that you could not explain that you feel 
were worthy of further investigation? Only 30. And out of those, what is the longest case that you've been out on uh, in a continual sort of ongoing manner? That would have to be the back in, I-N-N, time, bed and breakfast up in St. Albans, Vermont. It's still an ongoing investigation. It really is. Tell us more. Yeah, how long have you been going there? We started going there in late 2005 was the first time we went. Then we came back a few months later and then a few months later and we're trying to set up another date to go back. Uh, This particular place, it seems like every time we go there, we have some kind of personal experience, but nothing evidence worthy, nothing that I can show to the world and say, this is what we're experiencing. This is all personal experiences, feelings, everything from elusive dreams to uh, having a door slammed on someone. Even I had some kind of an experience, but you know, I question it because I'm not exactly sure if it was manipulated by you know the wind or if it was you know ghostly, uh, whatever you call it. I, I was sleeping in one of the rooms, and probably around three, four in the morning. I think that's when we stopped uh, investigating after being there all afternoon. Um, I just started to turn in, and the rocking chair in my room, which hasn't done anything the whole night, just decided to rock by itself, and not even six, seven seconds later, it just stopped. It was very still, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, that, I got to admit, that's interesting. That, you know, I, I don't have an explanation, of course. I got right up. I checked the windows, checked the door, make sure there were no breezes or uh, or anybody sticking a yardstick in there to, to get me going, which nobody on my crew would do. Um, and I said, all right, well, that was interesting. You know, if there's someone in here with me, you know, let's, let's see a little bit more, you know, make the chair rock again. Uh, if you could, which I would love show yourself, you know, let's have a conversation, manipulate an object, pick it up, uh, you know, sit next to me, uh, grab me by the arm, anything, anything to prove that, that wasn't just some kind of random fluke that happened. And of course, nothing has happened since, but every member in my organization has their own personal experience with the location. I would say there's some kind of activity there. What it is, I don't know. It's an ongoing investigation. So this is one of the things that maybe we'll have more answers on in a future episode. But right now, you say that out of 200 cases you're doing extended investigations or follow-ups or take seriously 30. The other 170, why don't you include them on this list? Is it because they don't have enough information to make a judgment or possibly they're fakes? What? I want to say that some of them are, okay, let's say most of them are cases we were able to explain or at least come up with rational explanations for, for most of what they're claiming. But when someone says to us that I had this conversation with my uncle Charlie last night, uh, you know, it was wonderful. Okay. That's, that's a great story, but how can I investigate that? You know, I, yeah, you say you got some odd occurrences that are going on in the house and you want us to come there and check it out. Okay. That's not a problem that warrants, you know, our, our attention if there's certain, things that are going on beyond your control. But when there's nothing and you've been there maybe 
I think we do two visits before we're like, there's just nothing there. Um, you know, or even one visit, you could pretty much tell that there's nothing going on. And the most that ever happened was this individual had a conversation, a one-time conversation with their, like I said, uncle Charlie, there's nothing I can do about that. There, there, there's no way to, uh, to investigate that occurrence. It could have just possibly been that one time, uh, visit from this apparition, a loved one saying goodbye or, or whatever the case may be, or maybe psychologically wise, you know, this is where the skeptic in me comes in, that maybe that was his own perception. Maybe that was his own, uh, way of getting closure for this person's death. I just, as an investigator, you have to kind of say, well, case closed, unless something else comes along. Uh, if more witnesses say that this individual is coming around, we'd have to reopen the case and go in and hope we can get some answers. That's the big problem with paranormal investigations in general. These may be one-time only events. How do you repeat, which is what, of course, scientists want. They want repeatability. If you see a UFO in the sky, they want to see it every night at the same time. Otherwise, it's hard to take seriously. And, of course, with UFO cases, more than 90% are a conventional phenomena. And I guess some are hoaxes, of course. We all know that. But that's the big problem in this research. How do you deal with that scientific conundrum, that of repeatability, repeating the experiment? You really can't. You can only take the person's report down. You know, I personally, as, as a, you know, as a tourist, I like to go out to the location where, you know, they saw the, the craft and, you know, kind of just kind of see the landscape for myself. But the report itself, you take down as much information as you can, even if it doesn't seem like it's related, just, you know, listen to them, report it and hope that somebody else has a similar experience and say, okay, maybe what you saw is extraterrestrial because it's more than one person that saw it. You know, a kind of a supportive witness, if you will. Uh, I personally go for uh, locations, like I'll mention really quick. We've got what we're calling a UFO window. This location the, is probably going on maybe eight years now. Various informants, if you will, reporters, people that uh, have told us that they've seen UFOs go up past this mountain or this hill where this location is and just disappear. They've seen them just one minute. They're looking up at the sky. There's nothing there. And next, there's your classic, you know, uh, triangle UFO coming out of the clouds. Um, And, you know, it's a location that we keep our eye on constantly we we do excursions out there or or when we can we go out there now is this predictable every night you're going to see the ufo or it's random i wish it was like that i i'd call up your your buddy bill (laughs) bill burns and have him come out with a film crew but they don't um, do that anymore uh, oh that's right they don't no well they got the ancient aliens but i guess that you know that's a different different now the key is here of Um, course is that looking at this window area or whatever, is it just UFOs or are other things happening within that region? Very, very good question. And I'll answer that. Yes. Apparently there is a small, a small, hairy, bipedal creature at this location. This was a one-time report. So as you can imagine, the tone of my voice, I I don't necessarily, you know, uh, look for this creature, but 
it's a report just the same. We have to record it. That's kind of our job to, to keep it in the files because if we hear of it again, hopefully if anyone's listening in Vermont, please don't just you know email me about the creature. Um, but supposedly this creature stalks the mountain. Why? I don't know. I've never really heard of a, a pygmy Sasquatch. So, Yeah, what, what color is he? They said he was more like an auburn, kind of like a chimpanzee. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's, there's traditions uh, that go back generations all across the country of diminutive forms. One of the most prevalent being small hairy dwarves. And we'll get into small um, hairy things and lots more stuff. With Jeff Stewart, with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag... All sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. Great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. There are so many benefits you can get from taking unheated whey protein. It helps put out the fire of inflammation and the pain it is causing. Eliminate the craving for carbohydrates, better sense of well-being, weight loss, muscle strength, energy, and growth, and optimal glutathione production. Glutathione is the number one means by which you detoxify all toxins, and this is vital to you feeling and looking good again. Consuming One World Whey is the most powerful way to raise glutathione. People report the elimination of pain and bloating after one month, as well as an improvement in strength, energy, and blood sugar. Children love the flavor and prefer it over junk food. One World Way is performing mighty miracles for young and old. It is superior, unique, and unprecedented for many other whey protein powder on the market. Call 888-988-3325. Mention coupon code KNOCKOUT and you'll receive a free tube of knockout pain cream with your order which eliminates soft tissue pain in 10 minutes for 90% of users. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Don't answer it! How can I stop these annoying collection calls? Imagine being free from your debt without settling and with no payment plan, no negotiating or filing bankruptcy, and no attorneys. What if you could eliminate the risk from all your unsecured debt in about 90 days and keep all your money? You can. It's called Zero Debt Guarantee, and it works. There's no other program of its kind on the planet, and we guarantee the results in writing. Call now, 800-477-9256. Let our team of experts provide you with the resources to fight back, stop collection calls, and prevent and stop wage garnishments and bank levies. If you're facing foreclosure, we can help. Don't go it alone. Get free information now by calling 800-477-9256. Talk to an expert who has also completed our program. Call 800-477-9256 for free info or go to ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. That's 800-477-9256 or go to ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. 
For a long time, you've heard me talk about building your own food supply with eFoods Direct. As a listener, you know why you need to have a supply of the best storable food on the planet. Every day, we document the attempts to take control of our lives. But there's one thing we can all control, your greatest dependency, food. eFoods Direct products are made with only the best ingredients and none of the trash and contaminants like trans fats, GMOs, or MSG. This food is nutrient-dense and tastes great. It's simple to make, portable, and has a shelf life of up to 25 years. Now with eFoods Direct, you'll get the most affordable, best-tasting food you can buy. And the new products and pricing will blow you away. Compared to other food sources, including home-cooked meals, you can cut your food cost in half. You just can't afford to ignore this. Call 800-409-5633 or go to eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex for specials. Don't let this offer pass you by. Call 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com forward slash Alex. More of the best for less guaranteed. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Jeff Stewart, ghost hunter, UFO hunter, we were talking about pygmy Sasquatch in this particular location. Is it a mysterious location? Where is it again? It is actually called Cobble Hill and the Street. Are you ready? Cobble Hill. Write this down, folks. Get your pen and paper. (laughs) Or press the rewind button if you miss it. Okay, write this down. (laughs) Uh, We're sending Chris over there tomorrow. It's in Colchester, Vermont. If if you come out, I mean, please look me up. I'd I'd love to meet you guys. I really would. Like I said, this is a one-time thing. And, And unless it was some kind of hairy midget wrestler... Uh, running wild in the woods, I, I, I'm going to chalk it up to a, a one-time deal. But the Maybe UFO is not a one-time deal. No, it's not. That, that's, very, uh, that's a serious uh, investigation that we have open is the Cobble Hill uh, location, the window, uh, UFO window area, because we've had multiple witnesses. These are different uh, reports that these individuals, as far as I know, are not connected, and it's – you know, just random reports that we've gotten over the years. So there's got to be something to it, right? The other issue would be the surroundings, talking to people in the area. We have the mini Sasquatch or whatever. Anything happen in these people's homes? Do you find any unusual paranormal experiences to report? Or is it just still the UFOs except for that one exception? Well, it's funny because the individuals that are reporting the UFOs are not the residents that surround this location. These are just day hikers, night campers, even I believe two of them that uh, reported at the same time were just a couple of kids up there for, uh, yeah, let's not talk about it on the radio, but they were up there in the mountains just viewing the skies basically. And, you know, I went around to the neighborhood, canvassed it the best I could to ask people if they've seen anything unusual and kind of, I don't know, Roswell-ish, nobody really wanted to answer me. Uh, Vermont's still kind of hush-hush uh, with the paranormal and, and things of that nature. Is that a uh, cultural thing get, in New England? You think that I, there's a lot of paranormal culture there. There is, at least in Massachusetts and um, southern New Hampshire and Connecticut and Rhode Island. That seems to be the best place to be. Uh, a paranormal investigator, but yeah, uh, I, I can hear you. You're driving up to a ranch. Says, get back in your car and go back to the bar, son. 
That's it. That's pretty much what they do. And you got to carry a gun where I go because, uh, man, they'll, they'll shoot you if you're on their property. Do they have a stand your ground law in Vermont? Pretty much. Uh, well, let's just put it this way. There are no gun laws in the state of Vermont. You can carry a firearm if you're not a felon or on probation. So I assume as a bounty hunter, you carry a weapon. Oh, I carry many. <laughs> I have to, uh, especially working in Vermont. It's perhaps one of the most dangerous places to be. <laughs> I, I don't, like Arizona, I don't Gene. Yeah, you haven't <laughs> been to Arizona, have you, Jeff? No, I. that's my dream vacation spot. It really is. Come to Sedona and they'll train you. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'm always up for training. <laughs> yeah. I need it. You'll I need bring it. I'm your pillow branch, your, uh, your pendulum, and uh, <laughs> a pack of tarot cards uh, along with your Ouija board. That's it. I'll bring him. <laughs> He's leaving tomorrow, but of course he'll get stuck and he'll be kidnapped or abducted aboard a UFO and we'll get there Wait next minute, week. I thought I was leaving tomorrow to go to Cobble Hill. Oh, are you? Right. Uh, yeah, you were going to fly me out there, Gene. I'd love to go out and, and do an investigation with Jeff it, in, in the gang. Right now with the budget we have in the Paracast, you'd have to use wings. <laughs> well, send my evil twin in the astral. Oh, he has an uh, evil twin in the astral. Astral projection, yes. <laughs> now, just parenthetically, we have UFOs, we have ghosts, we have a rare, strange creature. Any other paranormal-type encounters in your neck of the woods or in your purview? There are so many stories to tell. Uh, the latest one that we've been working on is a Sasquatch sighting up in Westford, Vermont, where if you go to our website, you'll actually see the cast that I found in the woods up in Westford, which, by the way, sits not too far from Cobble Hill. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> the plot thickens. As I said, the, the window area. Thickens. This is what I was asking you about before. Yeah, that's, that seems to be the hot spot right now. Um, so I don't know. I All we got is, you know, prints, and they're... They're big. They're about, oh, God, what did I say, 70 inches? I think that's what it, is. it goes uh, on uh, for almost a mile and a half. Like 70 inches. Uh, between, you mean between strides? Uh, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're your average, um, you know, foot size. And, and how big again was the print? The print, I believe, was 20 inches long. Wow. Uh, that's what they call it, Bigfoot. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm a size 13, and if you go onto my website, you'll see my foot next to it. I mean, it's just gigantic. How and tall are you, print, Jeff? I'm 16. Okay, so you're about the same height as I am with the same shoe size. And we feel yeah. dwarfed by those things. I would probably be really, really intimidated if I came face-to-face -face with a Sasquatch or a Wendigo. Who knows? You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want your little uh, niece uh, dating one. No, no. Now, now where, where was this in, in western Vermont? Was it near the lake? or? Yeah, uh, westward Vermont is probably, I'd say, 40 miles from Burlington, which is right on Lake Champlain. Right. The home of our famous uh, Lake Champlain. Yeah, did you go out and look for yep. Champy? Yep, we sure have. Wow, neat. Nothing, of course. We actually went out and did kind of a, a, a cross I guess you would call it investigation. We went out for a great boat ride one time, and we went to check out Buff Ledge, which is a, a pretty popular UFO um, sighting, and a.k.a. abduction scenario 
from the uh, late 60s. So we went out to check that area out in Burlington. And, well, you're on Lake Champlain. You might as well look for a champ, right? Yeah. I mean, did we go out with the right equipment? Probably not. I mean, we just went out with our camera equipment, and that's really it. I, I'd love to go out with sonars and... and uh, well, At so, least a fish finder. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fish finder, yeah. Uh, be a big blob on the uh, screen, though. It probably... I don't, I don't, I don't know if they have an icon for uh, for Champy. <laughs> no, it'd probably just be a big blob, just completely <laughs> cover the whole thing. Right. The question arises <laughs> here: if you had the budget for it, you know, somebody like a Robert Bigelow gave you a couple of million tomorrow. What kind of equipment do you feel you'd need to get? And this is a question you can start on this side, and then the other segment will continue. What kind of equipment is in your dream list, your wish list? Oh, um, and and then only spend half of that money and give the other million to me for my equipment needs. Oh, absolutely. And I get my finder's yeah. fee. No, oh, there it goes. <laughs> I can't spend anything at that point. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I would I would want a boat for sure. You know, a boat that I could set up with the right equipment, with uh, audio visual equipment, sonar. Uh, so I'd have to have one of those, but then I got to have an off-road, a set of off-road uh, ATVs, because there are places that you just can't get to. So I, I would want some of those as well, and that uh, equipment trailer type. Full. And we'll talk about vehicles and more. The ideal vehicle for Jeff Stewart with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains 
no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. And now another CentOS Game Changer with sports broadcaster Aaron Andrews. I'm standing outside a popular Gainesville burger joint. They've got fresh, juicy patties and golden brown onion rings. But they've had unhappy fans until recently. So, ma'am, just what caused the turnaround? Well, we love their burgers, but until now, their bathrooms were, how should I put it, ooh. They were dirty, huh? Oh, yeah. We stopped coming here. Then we saw the Cintas truck and gave it another try. Yep. They called Cintas for a game changer to deep clean these restrooms and to stock supplies like hand soap and paper towels. Was Cintas the winning play for you? Yep. They won us back. And now at this restaurant, every wall and every stall shines. For more, let's go back up to the booth. Thanks, Aaron. Clean restroom supplies are one of many expert services CentOS can tackle for your business. Don't lose business to dirty restrooms. Call 1-800-CINTAS6 or visit CentOS.com slash radio and tell them to bring in the team with the white truck. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? We have fancy stuff here from Jeff Stewart. We're putting together the ideal wish list for paranormal investigations. Of course, in Vermont, you've got the heavy-duty snow season, so things happen in the winter, of course. Snowmobiles... Oh, yeah. Helicopters? What? Yeah. Oh, why not? Well, I, I wouldn't say necessarily a helicopter. Maybe. No, no, you're right. A helicopter. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I, God, I would love well, all that. You stuff. get a I helicopter. Really... You also got to buy a mechanic too. So how about yeah. uh, a budget to rent a helicopter? Well, yeah, yeah. I guess more or less. Have <laughs> you access at all to somebody who's a private pilot who can take you on a plane trip around those places? No, I, again, that's, that's something that would just be a dream. You know, as someone that was in civil air patrol, they used to have their own uh, aircraft. They had their own pilot, you know, we used to do the search and rescue uh, here in Vermont. And if I could apply that to paranormal investigations, I think that'd be a great tool. Are you a pilot? No. Okay. All right. Just trying to put all the stuff together and see where things make sense. Nothing makes sense. Now, there are lots of organizations around the country, speaking of things that don't make sense. 
<laughs> and we know a lot of organizations have their own little agenda, and they do their own thing. But do you make efforts to cooperate with these other ghost hunting or UFO hunting organizations to try to get your data and collate it and try to figure out what's happening? I think to an extent, yes. We do work with other organizations. and In fact, we are affiliates of the Atlantic Paranormal Society, which is the individuals that have the show Ghost Hunters. Uh, that's more of a network um, type situation for us. Uh, when someone, obviously, they're very famous, very popular, they, they go to them for case requests. If they're in Vermont, northern New York, uh, and I believe northern New Hampshire, uh, we get the cases and, and we'll investigate them uh, to the best of our abilities. But for the most part, we really encourage anyone that has, let's say, a UFO site and to go to the, probably the best organization is MUFON uh, or the um, National Reporting Center. I, that's what we do. We keep it ourselves in our files and we'll be more than willing to share them with anyone that you know wants them. Uh, well, the ones that we can release, obviously, like most organizations, People do want their privacy and they want their files and their reports and their investigations kept confidential. And I think that's where uh, my experience as a form of private investigator comes in. Good point. Uh, it's important to honor all requests for anonymity. To me, it, it just indicates somebody is really going through something and if they're not seeking publicity is, uh, I think, a real positive element. Uh, but if they don't want their names to be out there, we investigators have a have a responsibility to uh, to honor that. Absolutely. Do you find situations where you've encountered organizations that just will not cooperate with you? Uh, fortunately, no. Uh, I haven't run into an organization that, that's been very standoffish, uh, you know, like, no, we don't want to work with you. For the most part, everyone at least here in Vermont have kind of a unity. We've all contacted each other and you know, hey, hello, hi, and, you know, we'd like to form some kind of network. Um, I've actually had the privilege of some of my former members actually move on and start their own organization. And I feel that is more of a privilege than somebody saying, ah, you know, they left and started their own thing. Well, I, really, we're all independents. We're all individuals with our own agendas, um, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I said, if you're going to dictate the way something should be, then you know, get out, <laughs> move on. You're not happy, start your own. It, it doesn't take much. You don't need all the fancy equipment. All you really need is your eyes, ears, and a uh, pen and notebook. I think part of it is, can't we all get along? That too. That we try. Is there any specific organization that you would say, if you care to say it, is especially uncooperative with the paranormal research community? Not that I know of. I, I know it's not a very fun conversation right now, but um, I, I've just never really had a problem with any organization. Uh, I just had differences with the organization that I started with. I, I, my belief system was different than theirs, so I felt that I, I've learned enough and started my own. I don't watch the TV shows. I, I know that's to some people that's almost hard to believe, but I really don't. I, I watch a lot of documentaries. I listen to the Paracast religiously. I 
that's just me. I, I'm always up for learning something new, but I just cannot watch docudramas. I, I just can't. Now, we had somebody so I, who I does <laughs> my ghost story on the show very recently. So I guess the question to ask here is the people you deal with from these shows, reality shows, are they asking you to fabricate stuff? What? No, I, I've actually never been part of their their shows. I, I believe you're referring to the uh, the Ghost Hunters. I've actually actually no, we're talking about my ghost story. My ghost story. No, I don't know anything about that. I I, I would probably say that they must be, you know, say this and say that. I mean, they're in the entertainment business. That's that's what they're there for. I can't imagine them just turning on the camera and saying, all right, let's hear your story because it doesn't sound as entertaining without the music and the, uh, well, they do reenactments and stuff, I think. So, you know, they're, they're attempting to, to approach it obviously from a, a place of entertainment value, but according to, uh, the producer of the show and, and they, they really do try to bend over backwards to be as accurate as possible. And they're very selective over the cases that they choose. So, I mean, you know, they're all, it's all, everything's relative. Once you get going on a show, and after two or three years, you have to come up with new stuff. You, you know, but it it does get a little tiring to see these you know glowing green images and people getting goosebumps. You know, I I watched uh, a number of episodes of Ghost Hunters early on, the first couple of years, not many, half a dozen maybe, and I haven't watched it since. To be honest with you, they were getting into interpersonal dramas and and kind of bringing in the, uh, although I've never seen the show the the. What was it? The uh, Jersey Shore? What's that? That crazy show everybody's so enamored you know about. I have no idea. Snooky. Yeah, right. Snooky sounds to me like Snooky and the Red Baron or something from the <laughs> 1950s. I have no idea about the popular culture yeah. reality shows. You want to see a good documentary, Jeff, on on real uh, reality? You know, documentation of a, of a ghost investigation. The the project we did, Dead, Dead Whisper, is. Uh, is I think pretty good. We, we were the first ones to actually film an EVP session where we got interactive EVP. And, and as I said, we actually got uh, an EVP that presaged the question, uh, the answer to the question prior to it being asked. So uh, there are a few good projects out there that I've seen that I do, I do feel these people like you are trying to do this as scientifically as possible as amateurs. But, you know, getting control data, coming up with creative new investigative uh, techniques, uh, this is the thing that's going to pull the, the field forward and take it from being a proto-science into the realm of being accepted. Um, the parapsychological work that's being done, I think, is going to dovetail nicely with, with the efforts of, of uh, groups like yours. Oh, well, that's appreciative. Now, what was the name of the documentary you just stated, Dead Whisper? Uh, Dead Whisper, yeah. I'll have to, is that something that's available online? or? Yeah, paranormalmediagroup.com. All right, I'll check that out because I'm totally up for documentaries. I, I I don't have regular TV. It's just Netflix and Hulu uh, and Internet. We're exploring the paranormal and the kind of research that someone like Jeff Stewart does. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask you a quick question here before we go into our final segment, sure. and that is the kind of people that you deal with, we kind of like to think – that the best witnesses are police officers, firefighters, people like that who are experienced observers and are inclined to, we hope, give honest information about what they see and when they saw it so that you can sit back and interpret the information and see that you're getting somebody who's going to give you 
descriptions, especially eyewitness testimony, that would be considered accurate. Sit on that question. We have Jeff Stewart who will answer it. And you're on with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid. Member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vol repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. Did you know that 50% of heart attacks are brought on by infections? Did you know that hospitals are breeding grounds for antibiotic-resistant bugs like MRSA? The environment is infected with parasites, and the mild winter means ticks with Lyme disease, mosquitoes with West Nile virus, and cold and flu viruses will be on the rise. Protect yourself with nature's natural antiparasitic, antiviral, antifungal, antibiotic, Allicin, the heart of garlic. Get concentrated protection with Ali C and Ali Ban from AffinityHealthProducts.com. One capsule of Ali C equals 40 cloves of garlic or 100 garlic pills. With no garlic breath, Ali Ban has Allicin in spray, liquid, and cream forms with three times more strength than leading brands and cost less. Go to AffinityHealthProducts.com, spelled A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y, HealthProducts.com, or call 877-888-7126. That's 877-888-7126. Protect yourself with Ali C or Ali Ban from AffinityHealthProducts.com. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection action so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. 
Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. Hi, this is Ted Phillips listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. Sounds like a movie as good as it gets. But he's not talking about that, is it? We have Jeff Stewart with Gene and Chris on the PowerCast. Jeff, we want to ask you then the question posed before our break for our final segment of the show. The caliber of people who are witnesses, do you find they're really high-end, super sophisticated, reliable people? I think most of the people we deal with are, sure. Uh, But like I mentioned earlier, we do get the people that I think are just really excited at the moment. They want kind of a parlor show because uh, they watch the TV shows. And, you know, those are the people we try to weed out, but you can't always get all of them. So, um, but for the most part, yeah, you know, I, I look for the, the legitimate people that really have concern in their eyes. As someone who deals with, you know, apprehending uh, bail jumpers and criminals all the time, I've been able to read people when I'm interviewing them. So I get kind of a good sense of the BS people and then versus the people that have legitimate claims to the paranormal or people that are really frightened and scared. You know, I've been able to uh, detect, you know, those type of people versus the people that I'd I'd rather assume just walk out and and ask for some kind of gas reimbursement, which I never do. We're 110 percent financed by ourselves. So. So if you go into somebody's home and you say, oh, they're just playing games with me, you just go on politely and say it's time to leave. We would still, because obviously we're going to set up, we're going to meet these people, uh, which we usually do beforehand. I have a case manager that uh, that works really hard for our group. I mean, you know, Karen is really given 110 uh, percent. Betty Miller, who's my assistant, she's given 110 um, percent. And they are usually the ones that are out there on the front line that's able to, you know, detect who's being truthful with us and who's not. Uh, but that I'm sure they'll even admit that they can't always catch them. They can't always catch the people that are trying to persuade us. So when we do get there, we try to, you know, make the best of it. If anything, then it becomes a training exercise at that point, even though we know that they're not being completely honest with us. Uh, but, you know, you also got to kind of wonder if some of these people, there's a little bit honesty in their lies that they're telling us or deception, whatever the case may be. What if there was paranormal activity going on in the home and because of they're embellishing it or making some things up and not other things, you know, then it'd become our job to wean that out. So we kind of want to be there since we're already there to sit, observe and record. Part of the problem here too, if someone had a genuine experience and then seeking 15 minutes of fame, they fabricate more experiences. Well, it's hard to take anything they say seriously. They lie here. They right. must be lying elsewhere. The legal concept. True. True. That, that is true. Going back just very quickly to the reality shows, 
in dealing with any of those people, anyone ask you to fabricate something or to embellish for the sake of television? Uh, no, I, I've never encountered that. And I've done a couple of documentaries and uh, uh, one particular show in mine, uh, the group calls themselves Scared. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but those guys did such a great job. These guys are paranormal investigators with cameras. They're their own camera crew. I personally think that's the way it should be. You should be out there with, you know, a camera crew that are also investigators. So that way you don't have the uh, manipulations. The, you got to do this and, and let's, let's film you right now walking down the hallway when you've been there all day. Um, well, take, take reality to its, to, the, you know, to its highest level, and that is show true reality and, and not take it out of sequence, not add shots that don't belong, that sort of thing. Dead Whisper was done properly. We, we showed exactly what it's like to walk into these sites with no frills, no bells, no whistles. Just this is what we experienced when we were in there. And that's I agree totally. I think that, that part of the, the whole documentation process, if you will, should be done by you know, semi-professional, if not professional, videographers and a crew operating sound equipment properly, lighting, that sort of thing, and not setting shots up and not, you know, as you use the term docudrama, which I think is really, <laughs> really quite accurate with a lot of these shows. There are exceptions. Um, oh, there sure. are some shows trying to do it right. Um, so you can't, you can't, you know, paint with too broad of a brushstroke. But, but we have to, as you brought out early on, we have to remember these guys are in the business of entertainment. So right. uh, that's why your idea of bringing in a crew that's not there to do anything but document what happens, I think that's important. Right. Right. Absolutely. Taking this journal to future work, what's on your agenda for the next few years in terms of trying to get a better handle on what's really going on here? I'm going to continue doing what I do and, and hopefully learn some new tricks. I, I, I think it's all about trying new things, learning new techniques. Um, and, you know, even though it's unfortunate that we have individuals that come and go, but I think new people, new thoughts, new ideas is really what's needed in the field. Fresh faces, fresh theories. So, I, I, you know, I'm going to keep on searching and keep helping people first and foremost, of course, and in hope one day that maybe I'll have my own experience and I can come back and tell Gene and Chris that I, I'm now a 110% believer and I met Elvis. That's my dream. <laughs> I wonder if Elvis is going to be found in the spirit world to be fat like he was in real life in his latter years. <laughs> yeah, so maybe Elvis never left the building. He's still in that building. Let's go to Las Vegas. If they haven't taken that building down, it's still there. I haven't followed Las Vegas in terms of construction and deconstruction and all that, so I have to wonder. I've never been there. Hopefully there's a McDonald's in, uh, in heaven or wherever we go after because I'm sure he'll be happy. Oh, yeah, he's going to have all those Big Macs. But we don't say too much <laughs> about Big Macs because they do not pay us for the advertising. So they That's are right. not entitled to a free plug. <laughs> I'll go to Wendy's. Then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, the unkindest cut of all. Let them all go to Wendy's and let's see what's going to happen there. Look for the Wendy's. ghost at Wendy's. The ghost of Dave yeah, Thomas. The ghost of Wendy. Have they ever had ghost incidents at public places like relatively new restaurants? I'm not talking about one that's been there for 100 years. But new restaurants, new fast food outlets, do you find experiences and reports there? Yes, actually. A true story. I won't mention that name of the restaurant that I mentioned earlier. 
But on Bank Street in downtown Burlington, Vermont, there was that fast food restaurant that put up a new building in the 80s. As the crew moved in, business was open as usual. Some of the employees got really spooked by the basement. Now, this is a brand new facility in the 80s that they built. So, you know, how can it be haunted? Nobody died there. But they report, even to this day, even though it's now a, a privately owned restaurant at this time, they report that that cellar is haunted, but it's fairly a new building. And that's where my earlier theory, what I think that energy is mostly captured on land or, or it sticks to land, because there was a building there that was built sometime in the early 1800s that did burn down. And unfortunately and tragically, that a father and his two children were trapped in the lower apartment. The building pretty much collapsed as, as they do when they're on fire, especially all made of wood. And what is now the basement area of this restaurant that's down there on Bank Street. And that's what people were reporting before anybody really knew the story. So those are the kind of stories that I zone in on and say, that's interesting because there you, there's a new building, new basement, state-of-the-art equipment. Well, back in the 80s, that is. And uh, people are report seeing uh, a little girl and uh, an older man. So yeah, you know, you hear that quite often and, and go figure that it's a well-known fast food restaurant, no plug. <laughs> Tell our listeners if they want more information about your organization, how do they get in touch with you? Well, you can like us on Facebook, but we're at PINewEngland.org. PINewEngland.org, and they can send you an email from the site in case they have an experience to report. Absolutely. Is there something you require or a specific minimum amount of information or just say, look, I saw a ghost last night, give me a call? Yeah, I usually don't respond to those. It, it's got to be more. I tell people to keep journals, keep, you know, amateur recordings if they like. I, I don't mean like try their own EVP session, just, uh, you know, an audio journal or uh, an actual, you know, written journal of their experiences. And as time permits, we'll try to make arrangements the best we can to come out and help. Sounds good. Write it down, folks. And a reminder, neighbors, you can find us on the Paracast at theparacast.com. Once again, that site is theparacast.com. And remember, too, we are to be found on Twitter, where we are known as the Paracast. What else would we be called? Well, some people can give us an answer to that question. We don't want to say. But we are the Paracast on Twitter. We have our forums at forum.theparacast.com. That's forum.theparacast.com. Chris O'Brien's site is OurStrangePlanet.com, being redesigned now. Jeff Stewart, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Paracast. Thank you. It's been a real honor. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>